Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week join the gaming adventure for the beginning of a road trip through Japan in Persona 5 Strikers, plus an island adventure of platforming joy in Bowser's Fury and a perilous escape in We Were Here. Plus we've got No Man's Sky, Street Fighter V, and some noobs. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. What's been pretty popular lately? I I think you know what I'm talking about. Is this that uh, card game fad that's going yeah, around? Yeah, yeah. You know the one based on say a video game in which you, as a trainer, capture and raise, um, battle and breed um, various different you know creatures. I didn't know Digimon had a card game. Actually, Digimon does have a card game. Multiple card games. I used to have Digimon cards. <laughs> this this took a turn that I wasn't expecting it to take. <laughs> See, this this is why that format of card games. There's like dozens. There's there's uh, was it like Bakugan? There's like uh, of course. Isn't Bakugan uh, the one with the little like orb like? yeah like you need a magnet to like i think the cards are made Ah. of magnets too because i think it's like a magnet that activates them but nevertheless uh of course it's the whole pokemon thing yeah those have gotten more popular than ever i think at this point i i played a lot of pokemon cards when i was a kid i i don't think pokemon cards ever got that hype because if you really think about it when they came out what was beside it Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu-Gi-Oh! was kind of at its peak at the like early 2000s with kids uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! still, you know, it's still around, still strong, but I think the peak of it, of it just being, like, in everyone's household was, like, the 2000s. But Pokemon seems to get it right now. Yeah, and, of course, you have people trying to... I think we touched upon this on an earlier episode, like, sell the cards now, and, you know... <laughs> Some people just want to play. Some people like to collect. I know for sure I wanted my team in, in Shining Legends, but you're not going to be able to find or buy those anytime soon, I guess. But, you know, we, we were talking about card games. And, mm-hmm. you know, the gears, they're turning all the time. And I was like, you know, here we are, 27 episodes in, and we, we, we've, we've missed the idea that we could make our own card game. All right. Okay. I see the gears are I'm spinning. I'm thinking... Yeah, I'm thinking maybe a Knuckles starter deck, a St. Nicholas, you know, hearkening back to the Christmas special, maybe a Gamekeeper Halloween-themed deck. I would want, maybe we can uh, partner with Ubisoft and do a, a, a classic Super Nintendo Prince of Persia card character. Ooh, the sky's the limit if we talk about all video games, but you know what? I just thought of this, and I'm way shocked that neither of us haven't thought of this yet. Put special markers on the map trading cards inside each main mission meal. Oh, okay. All right. All right, I'm seeing this. The You know the main mission kids meal? Yeah, the main mission comes with the main mission and a side of quest fries with a uh, delicious uh, replenish of uh, milk. 
a milk jug. <laughs> a milk jug. And a premium pack of three holographic markers on the map trading cards featuring your favorite games and characters that we've talked about on the show. Maybe there's a, that limited edition secret gold uh, Rocky Rodent. You never know. Yeah, but then you know people are going to try to buy a bunch of the markers on the map main mission meals to get those gold Rocky Rodent cards. So There's maybe like 10 people on this entire planet that know who Rocky Rodent is. <laughs> It's it's a brand new character, Rocky Rodent. I'm surprised he hasn't shown up on the Switch rumors yet. But I I think I think one day, one day, we'll see. He will rise. <laughs> hey, but you know what? We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We are. Let's reel it back in for a week of some games. So, like always, guys, it's a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, and we're your hosts for this gaming adventure. My name is Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend Robert. How you been this week? I actually been uh, I've been pretty all right. You know, it's getting better, but I've been pretty all right this week. Yeah, glad things are looking up. So. We got a little bit of news this week. It's not going to be like the past couple weeks where we had like gigantic amounts of information and in Nintendo Directs and we're <laughs> actually recording a day early because we want to save state of play for next week because we have there's been some games lately that we haven't gotten the time. <laughs> I think for the past yeah, the past 2 weeks has been nothing but news, which surprise that we usually say that this is the dry season where there's not really much that's going to happen, but to our surprise that we were wrong about that yeah with the sudden surprise nintendo direct and you know state of play got announced a couple of days before it's happening too so it's kind of like a surprise again (laughs) so so yeah we want to talk about what we've been playing because we haven't had time to do that yeah but we do have a couple little stories here first up exciting thing for both of us i think because we've been on it lately and we talk about this almost every week uh, Fall Guys Season 4 is called 4041. It's like a vaporwave, cyberpunk, futuristic, 80s themed Fall Guys. Is it more cyberpunk than cyberpunk? It is more cyberpunk than cyberpunk. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to this. I, I thought it was going to be space. And I feel we like I'm half, half right. right. <laughs> we're half right on that. We said a space theme would be really cool. Maybe they'll still do a space theme, but we're half right on this. It's futuristic. I'm thinking neon-themed stages, maybe neon reskins of other stages. Definitely some Tron-looking skins for the Fall Guys. Seems Imagine like the realistic. Fall Guys with like Tron like glasses or something. Oh my god. It's like they have the Beanbot skin in the Crown ranks, but I want like accessible... like neon costumes for the fall guys so they haven't really shown anything from the season yet but i'm assuming there's going to be like some 8-bit sunglasses because that's what's on the logo some like deal with it sunglasses probably that's what i want to see i really i mean i like the theme it's something i don't think we expected but kind of but not really so i'm excited for it we've been on fall guys for a while yeah uh Probably for more than a while now. We've been on. I think we play it on the regular. At yeah, least definitely. Once a week. This season, I think, has been the best. It's had the best new games. Um, this is the first time I finished the the season pass, and I know you're close. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Cuphead skins dropped today, and Mugman's coming out this weekend, so the collabs are still happening, and I really just 
uh, I've said it since the first episode of this show. It's such a special game. It, it, it's a fun game. It's such a fun game. There's no, there's no stress. You just play and have fun. Now, if I could just keep, dro- if I could just stop dropping the clutch on the final round here of uh, hexagon <laughs> or um, thin ice, even. Oh man, <laughs> I don't know, man. We don't talk about those. Yep. So, Fall Guys news. Expect it on this podcast. <laughs> Now for something, I, uh, I think just there's no way to sugarcoat it. Uh, they have decided not to move forward with the plans for uh, revitalizing and upgrading uh, Anthem. So we kind of oh, yeah. knew that the EA people were going to look at it and decide whether or not to continue with the project. And it is sad to see... Uh, despite the hate that this game gets, it always looked pretty cool. I mean, I've never played it, and I probably won't, but I don't like to see something that people put... It seemed like the enthusiasm was there, so this is kind of upsetting. And this scares me in terms of live services, because I happen to uh, enjoy a live service game <laughs> that's not doing so well right now. I don't know. It's It feels bad because you know there's a, a group of people out there that honestly enjoyed this game regardless how everyone else felt you know there's a, at least a group of them that are just like no this game's fun and they're looking forward to this and it, it, it you know i feel bad that they you know they canceled it and they're not going to go forward with it because then i feel bad for those people yeah and i guess they're going to keep the servers up so there is a sizable game here and it's usually on sale so if you were ever interested in anthem and understand that it's really not going to get any more support at this point it might be worth your five or ten dollars because I've seen it that low. But as for the live service aspect, it's a unfortunate fate for for Anthem. So let's uh, <laughs> move on to some happier news. Diablo. So Blizzard did BlizzCon line, and I guess it wasn't great. Just based on what I heard, I didn't watch it or anything. But they did announce. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, it was kind of under the radar. I I noticed it was I noticed it either as it was happening or after it happened that they were talking about it and um they showed some new Diablo 4 footage. I really am looking forward to that. Um and a new character, I think, but what I'm looking forward to more actually is uh the Diablo 2 remaster, which is coming out for consoles and PC. Um it's basically Diablo 2 and it's got a fresh coat of paint. But you can switch it to, like, the original look on the fly. But Diablo 2 is one of those games that I've never played that I've always wanted to play. Because I guess for most people, that is the pinnacle of the looter, the dungeon-crawling looter game. So I'm really excited for that. I mean, if you're if you're a Borderlands fan, this yeah. is probably... This is where they got inspiration from, so you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, and I've played Diablo 3 quite a bit. And Diablo 3 is a game, it's it's not hard. You can really make it as easy or as hard as you want. But it's a game where you go through 20 minutes and you fight a bunch of enemies and you get a bunch of shiny new pieces of armor or weapons like literally every five seconds. So it's like, there's just something inherently nice about continually seeing your character grow. So that's Diablo. You've got some Siege news, if I understand correctly, about yeah, a new Siege uh... 
I don't want to get into too much details. I really recommend if you're interested in Siege to kind of, there's a whole like 47 minute presentation that they did about the whole uh, year six, what they're planning with it and some like cinematic like trailers and that, which is pretty good. But uh, as a kind of interesting pinpoints to point out is their uh, new character. Obviously they're doing one character per uh, season this uh, year going forward. They used to be two, but it's one, but I'm fine with that. It kind of gives an incentive to, focus on one character and really develop them in the game instead of having two either okay characters or one character that's more focused than the other so i'm, I'm okay with that mm-hmm. um interface changes they're doing a lot uh, because they're kind of changing it up uh like new logo new interface they're adding new details to skins and all this stuff even to the point where i mentioned and we we're talking about that uh capcom and siege are partnering up and they're having like two resident evil skins once for a character of uh, Zofia, it's having a Jill Valentine skin from the first Resident Evil. And then they say the next one's a, a secret that they're going to reveal later. And then they're working with another studio that they didn't say, but they kind of teased to be uh, Rick and Morty because they kind of left uh, Rick and Morty portal. And you, obviously they're kind of saying like, we can't really say it, but they're teasing that it's most likely going to be that because what other show has that type of artwork and teleporter other than, you know, Rick and Morty. It's like it's a lot to get into details, so I'm kind of like just getting to the pinpoints and stuff like that. But I'm looking forward to this year entirely. I think out of all years, this year I'm actually looking really like forward to this one because it seems like they want to do a lot more. Because now they're focusing not on just two characters per season, but they're like, okay, we got one character, and it just seems like oh, that's kind of I don't want to say lazy work, but kind of like oh, we're not getting as much characters, but. It's also the same time they can work on other things like the interface or, or character skins or different designs. Uh, they even got like Ikumi Nakamura to like do some character designs, which honestly, I really do like the character design she's doing. Uh, one of them I'm really interested in uh, for a character called Dokubi. Like I said, it's a lot for CC, just not a, a, a game that you can play and get the story. Kind of one of those you have to do research as in like see some videos from the official like Ubisoft website and then like learn from you know key moments on certain maps and locations to kind of figure it out but i just think entirely this season is it looks good that's all i have to say i i say if you're at all interested really look into it because siege it goes on sale a lot you know it's frequent doesn't yeah it's like 10 bucks if you can snack siege for 10 bucks that's i think a good deal and they're i think they're really sticking to it and i like that i like when a company sticks to a game they don't uh, give up regardless of how well it's doing yeah if they have a 47 minute you know deal about the new season you know that's longer yeah. than sakurai's thing for pyra and mithra is gonna be because i think that's only gonna be 35 minutes yeah it, it's a long video and there's a lot other details like i said i won't get into because it it's just a lot but it's very good for people who's been playing siege for a while now it's very good news awesome awesome and while we're at it Another thing you're really into is Destroy All Humans, which just released their accolades trailer with something special at the end. Oh, yeah. So it was like what? It's like basically it looked like a promotion just for like, oh, 50% off Destroy All Humans, you know, like all the big, you know, invasion sale. So it's kind of like, well, why is it, you know, why is it here? Like, why is is there a whole trailer just for a promotion of a a sale? But at the very end, uh, there's two cryptos because crypto is a clone and... The other crypto, you can notice that he's wearing different armor, and he you know, and he asks, 
are you done 137 and then 137 says hold up uh I, I don't know if he says the numbers but i know he says hold up i'm not done yet but the important part is if you look at the other crypto i'm 100 percent confident i can say that's 138 and why that's important is 138 is the main crypto in the sequel destroying humans 2 and i think that's the best one i like the path of the furon but as of like destroying humans out of the first three i think two is like the best one it's one of, it has some of the best humor some of the best writing and to see 138 and like hd armor and it doesn't look like it's a skin it looks like it's on it's on purpose he's saying are you done 137 it's obviously they're trying to point like you know we're gonna make a remake of the second one because you know 137 still has some stuff to do but don't worry we got something you know cooking in the back you know some somewhere you know we're gonna tease a little bit but not really fully say it. but i'm fully confident that this is a tease for a remake for two and i'm super happy because the first remake is so good and i re highly recommend playing it because if you like the first one this the remake was literally the first one but they added so much more to make it better and not worse and i like that in a remake where they didn't take out anything but they added so much more mm -hmm. that they wish they could have added due to the limitation of it being a ps2 game so yeah i'm hyped for a remake of two or your other theory, which I'm okay with too, is that they might even just make another Destroy Humans game. Yeah, maybe, maybe even after the remake of the second one. Like, why not? Why not just remake the second one first and then make new ones? I know it's like I wish maybe they can port th the third one. I don't know if they would want to redo the third one. It's good. I, I I enjoyed it. I know some people are on the fence about it. Some people like it. Some people don't. But I enjoyed it as a uh, Destroy Humans fan. Uh, but. Maybe they could re-release it because it was a 360 PS3 game. Maybe they just re-release it. It's not that bad. It was kind of early PlayStation 3 or 360 though, so it's not the best graphics. But, you know, who really cares about the graphics as long as the game is fun? Yeah, they could just remaster it like they did with Yakuza uh, 3, 4, and 5. So. Yeah, I think they wanted to like 3 and 4. 5. But yeah, but if you're a Destroying Humans fan, this is like big news because that remake is so good and I'm, i i want to replay it and i'm gonna replay it again but i was i was always like man they should have just remade the second one because the second one is so good and final note is that there was a co-op like multiplayer but obviously it wasn't online because the ps2 game so hopefully maybe maybe if they think about it if someone hears this but what if they add online co-op multiplayer to the story mode i'm just saying that would be pretty fun oh uh, you just reminded me of something that when you said multiplayer, um, of something that we didn't have on the list, and that is that Turok is probably going to be coming to the PS4. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> I so forgot about that. I'm wondering that. if maybe Turok 2, and they'll put the online in, and maybe update the Switch version with, the, with or I mean, not the online, but the multiplayer, and maybe do some online. I don't know. So, I um, mean, anything's possible at yeah. this point. Um, so we have a few more little tiny things. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming out for the Switch, but also for the Xbox Series and the PS5. I think the PS5 update is like $10, and I don't know if you can upgrade the disc for the Xbox One. I don't know. It seemed, like, very confusing. Um, nice to see things getting an update. Uh, the fact that it's paid is kind of, you know, I'm not really on board with that because Control Ultimate had a free update, despite... 
how Control Ultimate works. Um, Man Eater free update. Uh, your Rainbow Siege Six. Siege got a free update. Yeah. yeah. Um, Borderlands <laughs> five years ago. Borderlands. Uh, what's another? One? I mean, technically, God of War. God one is not technically a PS5 version, but I did get a 4K. It's good 60 enough frames. for what it Yeah, is. it's like that's basically an upgrade. So like, bring on Death Stranding is what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, they have to. Also, what if Ghost? I I say. Sekiro, Ghost, and Death Stranding are my like, top three. Like, get well, also Ghost Red can Dead. pretty much run at 4K 60, I believe. I think Red Dead, I then Red Dead, D- uh, Death Stranding, and and like Sekiro should get 4K 60 minimal on all three of those. Yeah, Sekiro does have a 60 frames patch, I believe, but I don't know if it's 4K or not. But yeah, upgrades, very nice. I'm waiting for Doom Eternal. Um, <laughs> Grand Tree's most seven's been delayed. Um, I'm not shocked, but I'm also expecting other things to be delayed, like God of War Ragnarok. I'm not shocked, because this is also part of the news, but they did announce a new PSVR, like, gen. They're gonna do a whole new, uh, version of the PlayStation VR. Yeah. Uh, obviously gonna be compatible with PS5, most likely, but them delaying Gran Turismo 7 just we kind of both agreed that maybe they're going to add VR support like with the other Gran Turismo like sport series. And at the same time, they also said it was due to, you know, the virus. Um, but it could be for it's it's there's probably a lot of factors that go in. You know, for Gran Turismo, I guess um, I heard that they have to like actually scan the tracks and everything for realism purposes and all that. Yeah, because so, it's, it's a simulator. Yeah. It's not like Need for Speed. I'm 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 looking for the silver lining here, and that is that okay. If GT7 is delayed till 2022, so far, then that gives me more time to play Gran Turismo Sport, which I've still barely scratched the surface of. So I guess this is not a bad that, thing. It that, still yeah, runs at 60. That's not that bad. Still yeah, the that's, nicest that's, racer. That's, that's yeah, that's that's good news. That's looking on the bright side of things. Yeah. All right. That Halo show still a thing. But it's not going to be on Showtime anymore. They're moving it to Paramount Plus. So Paramount Plus is coming out in March 4th, I want to say. Um, same day as Genosha for Switch if you're into um, visual novel Among Us, but also single player. Um, but yeah, this Halo TV series moved to Paramount Plus. Um, so I guess I get to watch it now. <laughs> Whenever it comes out. Didn't they announce this show when the Xbox One got announced? I don't. I didn't even know this was a thing. I know there's been like Halo movies, but I did not know this was a thing. But I, I, I don't want to say I'm a active Halo fan, but I was a Halo fan. I think, uh, and I don't want to see three for three ruined it because I played the fourth one and I still enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get to play five because I didn't have the Xbox One. I, I went to PS4, but Halo. I mean, they're classic. Those games are classic. So maybe, hopefully, this is that. You know, we're in that kind of beginning of ending that like oh video game anything adaptation that's not you know a game is bad like a tv show or movie oh if it's that it's bad so hopefully because there's been some okay some and there's kind of been like oh no this is pretty good yeah yeah so hopefully this is one of those where they actually get it pretty good yeah hopefully because i'm gonna have paramount plus (laughs) so i can watch it i know almost nothing about halo unfortunately but i'm planning on watching the show when it when and if it drops this last little bit of news is, like, real big for me. Like, massive. Yeah. When I was a kid, 
at one of my friends' house, I played a little game called Star Wars Republic Commando, a very gritty take on the Star Wars universe. It was like a first-person shooter, I believe, and it's kind of dark and gritty and very interesting. And I was like, wow, I wish I could have this game, but it was on the Xbox, and... You know, the character, the Republic Commando, showed up in Clone Wars. And I was like, oh, wow, that's such a cool reference to the games. Well, those good folks at Aspire that have been porting old Star Wars games are going to be bringing this game, Star Wars Republic Commando, to the PS4 and the Switch on April 6th, I want to say. And and this hypes me so much because that means Limited Run is probably going to do a physical edition for the Switch. So... Oh, yeah, that's actually pretty good. I yeah. didn't think about that. And I guess this announcement was kind of leaked or rumored a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to wait for official, you know, announcements to to talk about it. But this mm-hmm. is one of them moments. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty smart. Yeah, this is one of them moments. It is. I'm finally going to get to play that full game. So I'm excited. Anyway. I have in front of me a Nintendo Direct rumor. Who knows when the next Nintendo Direct will be? All I know Who knows? is that this one's sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink. And this week's flavor is Persona Punch. And it's for a little game called Samurai Crossing. Long ago, in a distant land, I, Aku! Uh, huh? No! Hello, everyone. It's time for Samurai Crossing. Looks like Jack's washed ashore in a new future. Maybe he'll be able to find a spot to set up camp. Oh, it looks like he stumbled upon a new town. There's the Scotsman. Aye, laddie. Our town needs a mayor to help keep the evil at bay. Looks like we got a big task ahead of us. Go and visit the Samurai's Town Hall to get started. Jack's going to head over to the Town Hall to see what all the fuss is about. The Samurai tells him about strange robot beetles that have suddenly come to threaten this peaceful town. Better head over to Rothschild's shop to try and gear up. Oh, my dear boy. You've need for a sword to stop those pesky beetles. I can fork over my greatest sword, but it'll put you in debt of, hmm, say, 5,000 bells. Jack nods in approval and takes his sword to go fight off the robots. They approach, and behind them lies the evil master of masters, the Shogun of Sorrow himself, Aku. Well, hey there, new mayor. Hope you don't mind if I set my machines out to destroy this quaint little town. Uh Uh-oh, the game is on. It's Samurai Crossing, where you, as Mayor Jack, cultivate a town and meet all kinds of neighbors, raise crops, Furnish houses and hold celebrations. You can play mini-games, fish, and plant flowers. (laughs) You can also engage in frantic sword-based combat against the evil minions of Aku in the Animal Crossing universe's first foray into action-based gameplay. Share your town with over 200 interesting and futuristic friends, and have up to 10 living in the city at any time. Fancy searching for elementals? Invite the gangsters to a new residence. Seeking a gentle-hearted friend? Try searching for the Woolies and giving them a nice place to stay. Purchase weapons and furniture from Rothschild and his associates. 
Visit the Samurai to expand your town's resources and start new public projects. Train with the Scotsman to improve your techniques and learn new moves. Meet up with Ashi to visit other towns in this new future and go on quests, or just find new friends to invite back to our own town. Did we mention there will be free updates? It's Samurai Crossing. The town of your dreams is just a torn open portal in time away, only on the Nintendo Switch. So, crossover potential in this Samurai Crossing game. Are we going to have other Cartoon Network characters like, you know, Ed and Nettie or like Ben 10 or, you know, Juniper Lee or someone like that kind of be be one of those 200 fascinating characters or DLC? I don't know. Crossover potential, maybe, but Animal Crossing, most likely. I mean, it's in the name. Cross? Crossover? <laughs> I mean, this is the weirdest adventure, I think, uh, Jack's been on. Yeah, yeah. We've seen Jack go to the future, and we've seen him tangle against aliens and robots, the Scotsmen, talking dogs, rock monsters, elementals, but we've never quite seen him, you know, in this quaint, happy little world of Animal Crossing. I, I feel like this is going to be one of those very relaxing tranquil experiences that we can only find on the nintendo switch it is switch rumors we uh we've been uh you know they've been kind of here and there sort of right but this one's just like it's it's maybe yeah i don't know i feel like animal crossing would benefit from a little bit of action maybe there'll be some like time warps or something in animal crossing Uh, yeah maybe you can maybe you can change the way your town looks by going through a portal in time and i don't know it's just like this is one of those things where we need to see a full trailer we need to to have more information because i'm interested you got my curiosity now you have or now you have my attention so i i think i'm looking forward to samurai crossing hopefully they announce this soon whenever the next direct yeah, is. yeah. i'm expecting a new direct any day here now nintendo you know what just you know what me. as soon as the last direct ends you got to start counting down to the next one <laughs> Anyway, we got some time for some games. Oh, finally. Um, I want to start with Persona 5 Strikers. It's because, man, <laughs> I have been looking forward to this game for so long. You know I've been looking forward to this game forever, man. The, the localization seemed to take forever. Um, it's a hybrid between Persona 5 and, you know, Omega Force's Warriors series. Um, but it's not quite what I was expecting. I was expecting it to be like Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, but Persona. But this is, put it this way, this is Persona, but Dynasty Warriors? This is Persona 5 gameplay style first and foremost. You still have really long expository cutscenes, like the first, you know, you don't start playing until like an hour in except for a little tutorial. Um, the story is set up in a way that Persona 5 is set up because this is a direct sequel. The interaction and characters are all there. There's no social links, but, you know, this game doesn't really need them because the characters are on a road trip across Japan, um, searching for new areas where shadow versions of the villains appear. And everything from just the menus to the presentation, the style, the way the story progresses is inherently Persona 5. Even walking around in the dungeons is Persona 5. The only thing that's different is that the battles are not turn-based. They are warriors-based combat, 
with a persona flare so you can pause the action by holding down r1 choose a move and you'll have a circle uh of, like a radius of effect for that move and you can strike enemies weaknesses and man it's just unbelievable how i think they could remake persona 5 as this game and the only thing that would be lost is the turn-based battle system you even fuse personas the same way in this so it's amazing i know you got this like a week early then it's supposed to come on like north america oh yeah i got the digital deluxe edition because i was really itching to to play it early and i'm really glad i did because i got about 10 hours in before the game actually released 10 hours is a pretty i mean that's a good time for like a week yeah exactly. that's pretty good yeah and um Another thing I wanted to say was that this game, mm, the one thing that might be a bummer for some people is that it ignores Royal. It's very much a direct sequel to Vanilla Persona 5. But the new characters that they've introduced, uh, Sophia and Zenkichi, are really cool characters. And honestly, Sophia in, in that Dynasty Warriors type gameplay is really cool. Like she attacks with like these yo-yo things and uses light moves and is just... You don't know how happy I am to be in this Persona 5 world again at, at, with a direct sequel that pretty much feels the exact same as the original game. The villains so far have been... Okay, the, the motivations in this game are a little different. The setup is a little different. Um, the villains are not quite as villainous. I would say they're people who steal desires basically because desires take a physical form in the metaverse and our our heroes are just kind of going through fighting off shadows and like right down to just sneaking around so dynasty warriors usually presents you with a thousand enemies in front of you but in this game it's exactly like persona 5 where you have a a single enemy kind of roaming around in an area and you can sneak up on them or run up to them and attack them or get spotted by them and as soon as one of those three things is initiated that enemy will turn into you know 20 enemies on the screen whereas in p5 it'd be like three or four but it's just so nuts to me that this type of gameplay translated so well to persona that I'm like honestly like trying to think of what other games would be good with the Dynasty Warriors formula now. Because honestly, they hit it out of the park and I'm having a absolute blast with it. Robert, I am completely floored. <laughs> Early contender for game of the year. I think what, what you said is literally the same as regular Persona Combat, just in a warrior type setting. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I've never been a turn-based fan. But this basically takes that turn-based mechanic and kind of throws it out and then just makes it Persona, you know, fighting mechanics. But, you know, without all the turn-based stuff. Yeah. Like, all you do is, if you want, you can strike with a spell or a skill and you briefly pause the game to do that by holding R1. And honestly, most of the time, I ha so far, I haven't really needed to use skills on anything except the bosses, and that's because bosses in Warriors-type games do have, like, really, really big health bars that you kind of just chip away at, but that's that's a thing in all the Dynasty Warriors games. Um, Age of Calamity, most recently, boss-type enemies have giant health bars, but it's, it's really, like, 
aside from the story kind of alienating people who aren't familiar with P5, this is way, way accessible for people, and I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll probably have updates on that because I've only beaten two uh, of the of the dungeons. I also have been playing Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. I actually beat both of them like relatively quickly, but because of the Nintendo Direct, we didn't really get to talk about that. I played Mario 3D World back on the Wii U. And I wasn't really big on it, and I couldn't quite pinpoint why. And then the Switch version comes out, and I basically know why, because the Switch version fixes my gripe, which was that on the Wii U, you moved very slow in this game. So now the default speed from just walking feels like running, and the running feels like super running. So that's one good thing. Another good thing is that... That allows me to kind of enjoy the really good, interesting level design of 3D World. So it's it's like a massive version of the 3D Land game for the 3DS. And they've got really interesting ideas, new mechanics and power-ups. The best one being, of course, the cat suit, which shows up in pretty, like, most of the levels. Um, it allows you to climb up walls and do, like, dives. So, like... You have escape routes when you need them or ways out of, you know, falling if you can hit a wall and climb up it. And the boss fights just seem so varied compared to the usual Mario fare. There's just one I don't like and that's, honestly, it's this rock one where you really, it doesn't give you enough time, I think, to, to pick up a rock to throw at it. But that's my gripe. Um, there's... Yeah, there's just a lot here. There's a lot of good ideas. There is um, stages where blocks are set to a beat and they'll change from red to blue. And I, I really want to play it in four-player. I don't know anybody else who has it yet. And obviously we can't get together at houses <laughs> right now. But yeah. Um, oh, Bowser's yeah. Fury, though. That, that was a surprise. That is... It's basically the movement of 3d world with the style i want to say of a 3d mario but honestly better than the other 3d marios because it's like pure platforming challenges and honestly you know you you have the fights with bowser where you turn into like super saiyan lion goku and fight him and those are really cool but like (laughs) the minute to minute (laughs) gameplay is so like refreshing you're constantly getting something just like you are in in odyssey but in this it just feels like yes you are playing a mario game you're not playing a 3d mario but you're playing a 3d version of a legit like semi-challenging mario game it just feels like i know some people aren't into it as much as i'm sounding like i'm into it but man if they made a new 3d mario or an odyssey 2 with this team or this kind of like drive this idea these ideas in this that would be a really good game i think it'd be like 10 out of 10 perfect um so you you do only have one area in uh bowser's fury but it is very big there is about a hundred cat shines to collect and each area has about five but then there's some scattered around the world that aren't part of areas yeah man it's baffling to me how amazing this is and wow like, I remember when we saw the announcement, right? I mean, yeah, and then 
they i thought it was just i remember bowser fear i was like i, I don't know if that's like a yeah. difficulty settings like maybe it's you know it's harder or something but i've heard that it was just like yeah, it yeah. is one area but it's just one it giant feels area. like a world in odyssey but like five or six times as big like and a and a big world of Odyssey, not not one of the smaller ones. It it does feel very open. There's a lot of water, but you have um, the dragon or the like. I forgot what its name is. Plessy, Plessy. You have Plessy to um take you around on the water, and there's Plessy challenges where you can get more um catch lines. But the fight itself between Mario and Fury Bowser is also an amazing way to do a boss fight. And I will say this about both 3D World and Bowser's Fury. The final boss, first in 3D World, the final boss is a set piece, not a fight. That's amazing. Every single platformer should do that. And the final boss in Bowser's Fury was not combat oriented, but it was more or less a set piece. But man, just that 3D World last level against uh, Cat Bowser where you don't fight him but you go through a gauntlet of platforming while he's chasing you is such a great idea why can't sonic do this <laughs> why do you have to have a boss fight in sonic now that i've been spoiled by mario 3d world's final boss because i don't think i ever beat it on the wii u oh my god just a set piece final boss in in a platformer is like it's like yes you've played the game this way you've prepped by playing the game this way, here is something that you've been doing the whole time. But a boss is chasing you. It was perfect. I love it. I'm, I'm disappointed in you saying how Sonic can't do that. Why? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's cool, Bowser, but it ain't no Pumpkin Hill. True, but Pumpkin Hill's not a boss stage. And that's <laughs> It is a nothing. boss stage. <laughs> it is a boss stage. I, the the real Chaos Emeralds were the friends you made along the way in Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> it ain't no Pumpkin Hill. That's all I'm saying. That's true. It isn't Pumpkin Hill. When's Mario going to get a dope track like Pumpkin Hill is what I want to say. <laughs> I mean, it's a jump up superstar, but it ain't no Pumpkin Hill. <laughs> we, a couple weekends ago, played this Curiosity this was maybe two this is a while ago this is maybe a week ago yeah a week or two um it's called we were here it was free for a while i don't think it's free anymore i think it's still free till the end of february oh might be and i know the devs are releasing two other games it's like a trilogy but yeah it's kind of like yeah this is a, a teaser a little taste of what they have in store and what they can do yeah so this is a um escape room game but you play it with a friend online, and the trick is that I can't see what Robert is seeing, and Robert can't see what I'm seeing. So I was the librarian, he was the adventurer, and we have to help each other basically escape. Yeah. Basically, the best way I can put it is that I'm in a room, and there's obviously puzzles around me, and you have the answers, but obviously I have to describe to you what's the question, what's the you know clue what's this and that because it seems like well why can't you just leave the reason why you can't leave is because i have to power either a doorway or open a doorway but obviously i can't get the answers without you you have to tell me the answers and i have to give you details to the question and you have to figure it out kind of both figure it out but mostly you kind of figure out what what it is and then i solve it and then we and then i 
open the door which would open a door for you or turn on a power for you which would illuminate another area maybe uh examples like the projector that i needed to uh power up for you yeah that that was probably the hardest part of the (laughs) entire game because there's a part and i i don't want to necessarily spoil solutions but so i won't i won't exactly say what it is but there is a part in we were here where you have to relay some information that flashes on your screen relatively quickly and is actually backwards from how your friend would be looking at it uh, compared to your screen because they are in a 3D environment and you're watching a 2D screen. Um, so it, it was a very... It was a little more taxing than <laughs> than I think both of us were hoped it was, but we did it in like by the third try, I think. I think I uh, I think because what's really difficult because y- you haven't played as the explorer, but once you play as the explorer, you realize that at some point, at one or not some point, at one point that you just can't see. Technically, you're still in the game, but you can't see anything. So it's just like I just let the time run out and we could just reset it because you can. It's it's so much stuff on the screen that you can't honestly see anything, and you're just like I'd rather just wait for the next round and because yeah. we'll get this done. That kind of reminds me of the last little puzzle. Um, there was something that showed up and my screen continued to get darker and darker as we were trying to figure out the last puzzle. Um, so there's things like that. I think a highlight for me was essentially figuring out that out of sheer coincidence too, because it's really a visual experience and there's a light. And you were saying something about turning a light on. So I turned it on. I'm like, what is the, what is it going to do? And it turns out that, like, it, it gives me your exact location. But it doesn't, like, show me anything. It just gives me your location on a flat two-dimensional plane, like a map. And, yeah. like, there are colors and doors. And basically, th- that was a really cool part where you were able to tell me what was in front of you. And I knew exactly where you are. And there's only really one part in the game where that happens so i thought that part was really cool it's relatively early on it's about a 90 minute i want to say 90 maybe 100 minute little playthrough it's it's a game where you have to be clear in your details because a simple mistake can confuse somebody you cannot give like confusing details to anything you can't say something that expects someone to know what you're saying like if i were to say like dog on a boat but like to you may to me it may look like a dog but to you if you were to see you probably describe something that's how you have to really describe like it describing in a, the in symbols yeah like you have to really describe it where you know that the other person can understand what you're saying yeah uh examples how i said like little martian man on a boat like it it looked like a martian guy on a boat and you're like okay yeah it, it has like a head and, and you know little antennas and looks like he's on a boat so stuff like that where like you have to kind of not be super detailed you can't i can't just be like smaller circle above upper like you kind of have to get it to a point where they're gonna understand it so that's yeah. why if you're playing with a friend really think on how they would you know interpret the the puzzle and really give it to them in their kind of way yeah, and that also touches upon kind of why I think the projector part was the hardest part. Because we both had a... Like, I'm not a player of what exactly <laughs> was on that projection. I know it, mm-hmm. of course, but I'm not a player of it. And you and me had both had a different idea of the placement of certain things the whole time. And you were correct and I was wrong, but we didn't know that. <laughs> we both yeah. thought we were right. So that that's... 
we figured it out eventually very yeah. very interesting little curious game um i'm interested at some point us doing the reverse playthrough because it seems like yes. a fairly easy plat as long as you can do like no death runs or perfect an plays. hour i i have two friends they first try an hour it took us roughly about like less than an hour an hour but then they did it a second time no no mistakes no nothing in 15 minutes so once you kind of wow. remember it and figure it out, yeah, you can get it done pretty quick to finish it. Also, I know how to get that secret trophy, and it's not what we expect it to be, but uh, uh, they figured it out, and so I I know what to do. But uh-huh. that's a spoiler I won't give because you should really try out this game. And if you're a PlayStation member, you should get it now before you know you have to buy it because it's a cool little free game that you and a friend can play. Yeah, it's one of those, uh, like, uh, I think, what was it, Man of Medan or something? that you play online with somebody and choices affect things although this one's a little more like yes um you are helping each other solve a problem stuff like that so i thought it was really cool i still want a game i'm telling you that i want a game to be out there where honestly the actual things that you do will affect the outcome of the game i still i don't care if the game's like an hour long but if it's that detail where the little things that you do actually like make a difference i would love to see that i remember giving an example of something that yeah that was that but now it's escaping me <laughs> yeah it's just it's escaping me too but yeah i remember but i would want a game where like like say like wearing a color of a shirt can change the outcome of certain yeah. things like i would i would like to. oh i was like i remember disco elysium that that game that's been there out that's go. that's coming out for ps5 disco elysium yeah stuff like that like like i guess if you don't look in the mirror your character doesn't know what he looks like or something like that or you might not have a portrait it's it's weird a lot of interesting you know divergences in that game i'm excited for the ps5 version (laughs) um so we got one more big thing to talk about but before we do that i just want to briefly touch on the no man's sky ps5 update because they came out with like companions and you can have pets now and ride on dinosaurs and all that cool stuff so i decided to install no man's sky try the ps5 version out um it's a pretty crisp 60 the load times are infinitely better than the ps4 version but big thing for me paradise planet a green planet i know i've talked about this before literally the second planet the first planet after my starting planet was a paradise planet oh my god <laughs> uh, this is the one that you're still on right or is this one that had like the toxic uh like radioactive storm no is no no that one? that was the original one but the one i showed you yeah, with yeah. the glowy mushroom plant yeah, yeah. okay things. so yeah this is the new one see that so, looks really cool i know it's amazing i found the negative is that it has super heated rain but that really doesn't like do too much damage to you and you can recover from it quickly um my problem with no man's sky has always been i kind of get annoyed by all the refining material and crafting so i don't know if i'm gonna press on with it but i'm not going to delete my save file this time so if i do decide to play some more of it i still have my nice green planet I mean, that's I'm interested in it. You made me see. I mean, I'd play it if you played it. We can get on multiplayer, but as for a solo experience, it's like it's like Minecraft. Minecraft. (laughs) It's like I don't know. I lose interest in it pretty. But I mean, it's 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 such a nice green planet. I I will say there's some really cool uh, monsters there, but (sighs) they turned that game around. I'm interested. Oh my god, did they turn that game around? 16 free content updates since it came out. Uh, they got me back i was initially interested in it but then obviously all the bad rep it got but it felt like the potential was there i think that was the whole point the potential was there but then they turned that game over yeah and the graphics are way more nuts now and honestly like 
I've been playing. I've bought this game on day one. I've rebought this game. This is the first time I've gotten to a paradise planet. It's amazing. I don't want to abandon this planet. So <laughs> I need to find out how I can make portals always connect to this planet. I love this planet. And I named my base Green World because of course I did. <laughs> All right. Last thing on the list for this week is uh, Street Fighter V. Or as AKA I like Street to call Fighter it, Six. <laughs> Street Fighter Six. <laughs> Street Fighter Six. <laughs> because, man, that patch. Oh, man, did they add a lot of the paragraphs of information on the characters. A new move called V-Shift, which we've taken to calling V-Sync for whatever reason. That lets you do <laughs> a backwards teleport to, like, evade. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, Dan, I like Dan. Yeah, Dan is good. Dan. Um, Dan is pretty cool. <laughs> Dan, uh, as as he was as a joke character, where where he's come from, I think I actually really do like Dan. He's still a funny character, but I think his potential is there. Yeah, and especially in Street Fighter Five, his move set feels very versatile to me. Maybe I mean I suck at Street Fighter Five. If you're comparing me to a professional, I mean I'm competent at it, but Dan just seems pretty usable, pretty approachable. I've never lost the game of Street Fighter Five to you. Oh, really? Because I know you lost about fourteen. <laughs> I think you lost like seventeen. No, it was fifteen. But who's nah. counting? <laughs> Man, we only did twenty nine matches. <laughs> so yeah, Dan. I bought the premium character pass because I want the costumes. But Dan, he's real cool. Um, Street Fighter's probably going to become a recurring thing on here. But yeah, I like Dan. But eleven. Eleven. 11. So, it's like my mom always said, life was like a box of 11. You never know what you're going to get. Until you do, and you get Nikali, oh. and Karin, and uh, Armika, and Sagat, Sagat every time. And Bison, maybe like one time. I'm like, okay, 11. Uh, maybe Cammy. I'm pretty good with Cammy. Yeah, maybe Jury. Abigail. Not Abigail. Uh, I suck G. with Abigail. <laughs> yeah, give me so, G. Like G. Like yeah, like some other uh, like interesting Ken. I've yet to see Ken at all. That's true. Um, but no, Ryu is like he is cool. I guess for a random button I that think turns your it character. Might be a, it might be a bug. So if you know if there's anyone listening that actually work, there might be a bug in your system because it only picks the same like four characters. Oh, speaking of bugs, um, when you're player two in Battle Lounge, uh, Robert has noticed that it will tell you the character that Eleven is going to turn into. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> even say who I pick. So examples, if I pick, like, Jury, like, I, I want to play Jury this game, it will not say her name at all, but it will actually say the character you're picking, but you would pick Eleven. So example, we'll say, like, Rainbow Miku, and I was just like, I didn't pick her, and then I realized... At one point, I thought it was just the announcer mispronouncing my character. I was like, oh, I just didn't pay no mind to it. But then when I realized it said a certain character, and then you had... I think it's like... uh, What's her name? Sakura, I think is what it was? Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, wait, like you have her, but it said her name. And then that's when we theorized, like, okay, let's do it. And then, you know, we figured out that basically I get to hear who you're going to get for 11. So it really doesn't, you know, make it that much of a surprise if I could just tell you who you're getting. So maybe life is not like a box of 11 because you know exactly who I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, you know, we are filling out some of the new changes. We're definitely noticing some... 
I mean, maybe it's a placebo, but some of the damage seems to have gotten a lot bigger um, with, like, Ryu. And I feel like Dan's special does pretty decent damage compared to Dan's kind of middle of the middle of the line from what I've seen and heard. Um, I do want to get a little more involved in SFV this season after not being involved a lot through the past two seasons. Uh, this is my favorite fighting game. Maybe you can get to gold. Yeah, maybe I can get to gold. I've never been past Super Bronze, and I've been playing this game since it came out literally five years ago this month. <laughs> oh, I wish this game got a... Oh, hopefully it gets a PS5. Oh, I don't think it needs a PS5 upgrade. Some games don't I mean, need a I, PS5 I hope upgrade. it does, but I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't think it needs. And the graphics are still good regardless. Yeah, it's still it's moving at sixty. Maybe um, a, maybe a boost. I would want to have like a loading boost. Well, the loading does feel boosted to me from from what we've played. Um, I need to check arcade mode. True. I haven't even tried like a lot of things in that game. I really just only play when we both play it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Street Fighter Five, fun fun times. Um, yeah, Dan's cool. Eleven need to change. The yeah, Eleven needs to get like the same four characters. Eleven seems like he has some bias, at least uh, online. So, you know, skins are great, characters are great. Uh, what else was Street Fighter Five besides those main tune fo- focus points? Um, Rose coming out, Oro's coming out, Akira, yeah. the mystery character, who is. Sea Viper, watch. Sea <laughs> Viper, it's gotta be. She's no the, the mystery. Game. the The last mystery character is gonna be a clay fighter. Oh, true. Or it could just be twelve. It could just be twelve. Or what if eleven? Instead of him being, you know, random characters, what if he just picks random other game characters from other fighting oh. games? Like, <laughs> like he'll play uh, from a like Ki game or something. <laughs> like Cyber Wolf or yeah. Saber Wolf. <laughs> Or, um, Terry Bogard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or someone from Samurai Showdown or something like that? I don't know. I just feel like the real Street Fighter Five was the friends we made along the way. That's who the sixth character will be. It'll be the, the power of friendship. <laughs> it'll, it would be Street Fighter Two. Tur- it'll be the entire game of Street Fighter Two Turbo as a fighting, as a character. Like one of, like yeah. the, like oh, the uh, fairies from... I know who it is. <laughs> I know who it's going to be. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Fortnite guy. Oh, no, that's true. They're teasing it on the ad screen already. I forgot that. I forgot. Street the hamburger guy? Is it going to yeah, be the hamburger guy? Oh, maybe. You know who it should be? Wolverine. No, no, no. Even better than that. Better than Wolverine? I don't think there'd be anything better than Wolverine. Well, I mean, okay, sure. But, like, you know how they have those Tron costumes in, in Fortnite? Oof. It could be okay. It could be the lady from Tron Legacy, played by Olivia <laughs> It could Wilde. be the. It could be Fall Guy. It could it, be a six foot tall Fall Guy. It could be Fall Guys. It could be Daft Punk. Oh, but they split though. It could. Colors one through five could be the gold one, and colors six through ten could be the silver one. Imagine if it's Fall Guy. Imagine if it's a six foot tall giant bean from Fall Guy. I, I think Abigail will have some competition if it's six foot tall Fall Guy. Angie, because he's like the second Angie. tallest. <laughs> yeah. I like Street Fighter Five. I That's think a good, I think it's, I think, it's been, I think it's my favorite. Yeah, I do think they've added a lot of cool new things. Oh, alternate grid stage, a black version of the training stage. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Perfect. It's perfect. There there there's some weird like 
new sounds that we're not we're just trying to figure out like i told you i swore i hear the fortnite like sound effect and then we're hearing like when i use g like a weird like clinging sound so it's like we came to a theory it's just someone voting for g for the world's president yeah and you know i was thinking about siege just now i was like street fighter 5 has been updated for almost as long so maybe street fighter 5 is the dark souls of siege or something like that Anyhow, I guess that's all we got for this week. Are we about wrapped up? I think that should wrap it up. It's been good to talk about some games because, you know, there's a state of play coming up for next week. So. <laughs> and we played a lot. Uh, so yeah. sorry to Devil May Cry series. We ran out of time. I will get to talk it at some point. Talk about that eventually. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week, Devil May Cry series. Uh, all I can say is it's probably not going to be, like, too enthusiastic. <laughs> anyway... Uh, With that being said, guys, as always, we want to thank you so much for listening. You can check us out on our Podbean site, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. So I guess there's not much left else to say besides Sega. Please, I'm begging you, Sega. Sega, I'm begging you. Please really re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles with the original Ice Caps on music. It means a lot. And that the real Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Summoner, Raido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.